Thank you for tuning in on Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with the comic John Kirshner. John Kirshner, how the hell are you? I'm good, dude. I'm yeah. good. I thought we were going to be on video. Uh, uh, so like, you don't want to see my ugly face, dude. What are you talking about? I took uh, a good picture once about a year ago, and that's the one I'm I'm sticking with. That's it. I I I I I shaved for you. <laughs> I, I put makeup on. I even put a fucking shirt on. Yes. I even set myself. I set myself in my studio with my podcast thing behind me, thinking <laughs> this is going to be on video. Let's do it the right way. And now here I am. Now the shirt's off, my pants, everything's off now. <laughs> so if you flip the video on now, it's, it's, it's my dick, you're going to have my dick on there. That's I it. love that. Like you went from fully dressed, perfectly dressed to naked in about three seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you just, I mean, you must be fucking just happy to be done because you just got done with the Fifth Borough Comedy Festival and that's something that you help run. Yeah. Oh God, it's over. Yeah. 2020 is <laughs> over. Oh my, we, 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 were, we were running around for venues because um, every venue has to be outside. Oh, so yeah. we lost all of our venues that we originally had booked and we oh, had my Lord. to when did run that, around. When did, when did that happen? Like, and at what point did they fall through? Um, as soon as this, I don't know if you heard, but there's some virus going around. <laughs> <laughs> it goes to Staten Island too, I guess. It, yeah, it reached usually, <laughs> usually the smog, you know, things don't get through that barrier of, of dirt and despair, you know? <laughs> Dude, but you, you were able to scramble up some venues. I had on, um, I think I had Travis, wait, I think I had Travis, Travis, Travis Grant. Yeah, I had Travis Grant on earlier today, and he was, uh, he was able to go, uh, go ham, go savage on the Fifth Borough Comedy Festival. I was kind of talking about his comedy in general, and maybe he tweaks it a little bit for different audiences. But, you know, for the Staten Island audience, they, they eat up his savagery. Well, well, when you have someone like Travis Grant on, you're going to have a lot of, you know, he's like really out there, dude, you know? <laughs> But yeah, so that plays well in Staten. And so although you might be, I think you're currently New Jersey based, but you're from Staten Island. You grew up there? Yeah, I grew up in Staten Island. I'm, I'm, I'm usually always in Staten Island. Um, okay. Or the city. Okay. Yeah, yeah I don't know why that, that Twitter thing has you as New Jersey. I don't know why it would do that to you. I don't know. Twitter, I don't really use Twitter that much. I got uh, to get on that. I got <laughs> to get on the Twitter. So now I got to tell you how old I am. <laughs> I gotta get on the Twitter. Yeah, but now, on it. yeah, now that you're a cop and with comic guest, man, I start retweeting all the funny stuff, man. You know, I, I think I follow thousands of comedians, and they're all on mute until they go on the cop and with comic podcast, and then it's the unmute, and I retweet all the funny stuff, and and that's gotta, of course, that's gonna be John Kirshner. Yeah, maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll go back on Twitter for yeah. you. Yes, please, and take off that Jersey thing and put Staten Island immediately. Okay, yeah, so let me know what goes into, you know, other than losing all your fucking venues, how many comics come through the Fifth Borough Comedy Fest? Oh, like, like you want like a total number of comics? I'd say like, like 80, like shit. 80 comics. How many days? Is it one, one weekend or a couple weekends? It's a whole, it's a week, it's five days, about okay. 13, 15 shows, um, and we just we just go we start on we start on this year we started on the tuesday the uh the eighth and we just went for a week and a half nonstop. holy shit so i mean does it usually go a week and this time you did it a week and a half because of the pandemic or something this time we did it a little we went a little longer because we had rain outs uh. i never thought i'd have a comedy uh show postponed <laughs> due to rain yes getting heckled by the thunder the, I think somebody called, yeah, somebody got heckled by the thunder, somebody got rained out, and somebody calls it the train spot instead of the check spot. So it's like, these oh, yeah, that's, uh, 
you must have spoken to somebody that's doing spots at the tiny cupboard. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was just the J train uh, goes by during your set. Yeah, and the audience is like, you don't have to stop. You don't have to stop. You can keep going and fucking. Uh, but they don't forgot. understand though. They don't. Yeah, understand. yeah. They're like usually you just stop and acknowledge that shit. But yeah, Eric Branstein, I had him on earlier, and he was tiny cupboard. But that's a big time venue, man. Everybody's trying to get the tiny cupboard or the Bel Air Diner, and you know, you know, a, a pretty sweet park show or something like that. And so, yeah. um, so have you kind of you know been able to kind of keep your you know although you've been hustling administratively, get pulling together a festival, have you been able to kind of keep your your stand up comedy chops sharp? Yeah. I've, all of those things that you named, I've, um, I'm, I'm doing all of those things. Yes. Yeah. Park shows, not many. Park shows are probably my least favorite out of all of these uh, makeshift shows. But park shows, drive-in shows, roof, rooftop shows. Yeah. Um, just. Did you roast? Did you do a Matt Maron roast or no? I've never done the Comedy Fight Club. Still okay. have ne- the, every year, the Comedy Fight Club is part of the festival. Yeah, he said so. Yeah. Okay. So, did you actually see it? I mean, like, how many of these are you actually seeing? Like, you can't be everywhere at once. And so, like, out of the eighty comics, how many how many sets were you able to catch? I probably was able to see um, more than fifty of them. You know, I mean, I I was running from one spot to another, like I do every year. And did you see it? See, I mean, like, kind of, if you were to sum it all up, I mean, you're the man on this, you got your ear to the ground. So if you had to sum it all up, what would you say as far as post-pandemic comedy, man, like compared to years past, is, is it, is it kind of darker? Is it more uh, just kind of frustrated or, or what's the comedy content across 80 comics? If you're able to sum up 50 comics or whatever. Oh, it's good, dude. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's better. The comedy is better. Everyone is, everyone's changing their shit. Yeah, the best laid plans, man. They finally realized that their life plan was shit. That's it. And so well, they might as well just get up and make people laugh. Yeah, they're changing their material. I mean, I haven't done, I, since this pandemic, I've probably done, I don't know, like 150 sets. Okay. And um, I'm barely using any of my pre-pandemic material. Wow. Um, and was it that yeah. you were observational before and that's why you had to change it? Or even does personal stuff have to go through the lens of the pandemic now? Yeah, no, it's it's almost like the stuff before the pandemic is not relevant anymore. Wow. I can't even talk about it, my daughter coming oh, out of school. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So even the personal stuff, because your personal life has been so affected, it naturally will change. Unless you want why. to get up I, that, there and be a liar. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I, no, everything I do is has like, mo- it's mostly truth. I stretch some shit, but yeah. a lot yeah. of my material is now... Uh, it's got some some kind of COVID in it, not not cheesy, <laughs> tacky, not like so COVID, huh? It's yeah, more like, my set has been infected by COVID in that now everything yeah. has changed. It's yeah. changed by COVID, and so naturally the the truth is going to be reflected in the same manner. And is that? I mean, so that's my time. Your your fucking podcast was that started during the pandemic, or was it was it started before? It started right, uh, like literally right before we. We had the ball rolling like with like like probably like six months before the pandemic, okay. and then come I think our first episode we did in maybe January. We were like, all right, let's go. Oh, we're going. <laughs> oh, I built the studio. This is great. Let's soundproof it. Good. Oh, let's get the top of the line uh, microphone. The first four episodes of my podcast, I wasn't even recording through all of the the expensive equipment that we got. It was still uh-huh. going through my computer and I didn't even know. That's how much I knew about podcasts. <laughs> you built out a beautiful studio, but you weren't really using it. 
was not using it. I could have just done it outside. You got to know it. You got to know this. Yeah. You got to fucking learn that expensive equipment, man. Yeah. I was doing it at QED Astoria for the first 80 episodes and I had a tech there. Like that's how clueless I am with technology. I had somebody there. I paid somebody hourly to be there probably pushing a button and he was great. I mean, he was amazing. He helped me on some other shit and he also helped me transition to the remote shit. But now that I'm remote, it's like, I don't know if I ever want to go back in studio because those studios are small and I had, you know, eight to 10 comics a day back in the day. And if I, if any of them had COVID, everybody had COVID. Yeah. yeah. I so would give where, it to you. Go ahead. Where in QED did you record? In, they have a basement. The yeah. They have a basement. Yeah. Huh. And so they got, a, it's a tiny basement that's perfectly tricked out, you know, with soundproofing and all that bullshit, but it's in a basement and it's, it's in a sub room within a basement. And so, I'm, I'm three feet from people and I'm laughing my ass off at all these fucking comedy guests. And so if yeah. one person had it, I give it to the other nine and then those nine would go bring it to every fucking show on a rooftop or in a park. Ah. I'd be one of them super spreaders. And so I even have time left. Like I still have time spent like studio time that I still can kind of um, take advantage of. But it's like, even when this thing opens, it's like, I might fucking, do you think I'm going to make somebody come on a train, even if like a vaccine is sort of available? It's like, yeah, I, oh, I've made God. someone come on a train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's John Kirstner, ladies and gentlemen, that's the kind of material he tends to do on stage, even with the wife and kids. Right. Oh uh, yeah. I don't bring them on stage. Oh. <laughs> I can make them come on a train, dude. And I can, I still fuck my, I still fuck my wife. Um, yeah. Once so kind of what, yeah. What, what, what is making its way into kind of the comedy? Is it, is it all the personal stuff? Is it, you know, you being a sports guy, you being a music guy. I know we both, we, we share love for Incubus. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are Incubus you allowed to bring that into Yeah. That sucks, man. You can't bring your love of Incubus. Yeah, onto, the no. Hopefully kind of, onto the pod. Hopefully onto your pod. No, is it, have you been uh, able to license anything? Oh, okay. Oh, fuck. Yeah, some, some of it <laughs> makes it on. We get some music, uh, some music references on the podcast. Yeah. But for the most part, I, I, um, my on stage is basically just, it's, it's, it's like me laying in bed arguing with my wife, but instead I'm on a stage arguing to the audience. Yeah. It's really what it is. It's just everything that happens in my house and uh, throughout the day with my kids. Um, that's what makes it onto the stage. You're Luckily for me, vent about it on stage. Yeah, if I didn't have the kids, and the, before I had the wife and the kids, I was still I was doing stand up. That's probably why I was so bad because I didn't have <laughs> them to make fun of. Wow. I was trying to pinpoint it, but. And so, yeah, so it's good. You're, and I guess, yeah, I think Mike Kaplan said something like that. It's like, now I'm more relatable just because my personal life is slightly more relatable getting married or whatever. And so uh, before, like, were you telling dick and fart jokes or, or were you, uh, you know, back when you oh, started, well, back when you started, yeah. Back when you were kind of a newbie, were you applying your trade on Staten Island or would you come into uh, Manhattan or Brooklyn, I suppose? Well, I first started on Staten Island. It was the first night that I've ever did stand up was on Staten Island in an okay. Italian restaurant that my friend owned. And he made me do a comedy show. I said, I don't do comedy. He goes, you do now. I'm like, all right. So I had- Why? Because he thought you were funny or because he wanted an inter- entertainment? Well, I thought I was funny. Yeah, Everyone's always thought I was funny. Just yeah. I, I, never, I never even thought about doing stand-up until April 2007. That's the exact day. Okay. And uh, this dude made me go on stage. I invited all my- I think he was just trying to get people to go to his restaurant. And he knew that I would have 80 people to come watch me make a uh... fool out of myself. And that was it. So I did it the first night. And then I thought that I was the best. Because so you killed. Out, you had a real oh, audience yeah. who came to see you, right? Oh, I, was, I killed. And then I you killed. go to Mike's and it's dog shit. There's no comment. There's no people paying attention. There's nobody. Yeah, everyone's yeah. just looking down. And back then, 
it wasn't really frowned upon to look down and write into your notebook as yep. the comic was on stage. Now it, now it is. Now there's some mics where they're like, you can't go and you can't be looking down. I mean, that's good. Good. Yeah, that's that's my experience too. Like the first the first time I did it in Chicago, like I killed in front of a real audience. It was amazing. And then you get you move to New York City and you have fucking that happen. You know, like at, at best they will smile. They will not laugh at all. <laughs> or they're yeah. just looking down and, and getting ready for their own set. And you're like, why the fuck are we doing this? But I suppose it's, you know, saying your thing out loud, maybe half paying attention to see if there's yeah. anybody you want to connect with, because these are some of your peers where you might actually, you know, start a podcast with them, start a show with them, start. A yep. Well, I'm still doing open mics. And um, what, what I, what I learned as you get deeper into stand-up, um, a more seasoned comic knows what they need to get out of that specific mic. Like you might think I'm there that night to go over this five minute set when it's really just one, like three seconds of a joke that I'm just trying to tweak. Uh, and and how, I, how can I you can, tweak it if you don't get a response? Is it just, you want to hear what it sounds like out loud? I'm going to get a response. Really? You're going to get a response. Yeah, out I'm of people get, who aren't paying attention? You got to find out who is paying attention. You look out there, you look at who is paying attention and that's who you're trying to get the response out of. Wow. Sometimes I'll go out a lot with, with, with these guys that I do shows with and um, I'll look at them, you know, or I'll talk to them after, you know, that's good. Uh, but a, most of the shows that are being produced in the city are being produced by comedians. Yeah. So those comedians are at mics and they're at rooftop shows watching you saying, Oh, he'd be an asset to my show, you know, uh -huh. instead of saying, Oh, I need to give him a spot because he gave me a spot. You want, you want these comments to start saying, should I want him on my show? Cause he'll make my show better. <laughs> I mean, I wish yeah. that would happen to me, but it will. Yeah. Oh yeah. And sometimes these mics are after these rooftop shows, you know, like James mm -hmm. Mack was, James Mack was on. He's like, okay, there's this show and then my show and stay after because there's going to be a mic too. And you're like, that's fucking cool. Like I can go see a couple solid shows and then I'll also, yeah. you know, apply my craft, try some new stuff, maybe in front of some of the comics who were on the earlier shows. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a good, um, that's a tactic that comics that produce shows use okay. to have more people at the show is to say that there's a mic afterwards. Oh, cool. Which is not the worst thing. You know, it's not the because halfway through the show, you have comics starting to pile in. It makes the show fuller. And that's one of the tactics, which yeah. is not a bad, it's not a bad thing. It's, I think it's a good thing actually. Oh yeah, man. We're all fucking trying to get people to the show so that, you know, to the extent they have a tactic that might occasionally work, man, it's good. They're trying it. And what is, what is Raveling Thread Comedy? That's a free monthly comedy show. And I guess, uh, was that going on before and is it staying on during the pandemic? Yeah. The Raveling Thread show, that's me and my uh, buddy, Nick Cara. We started doing that about three years ago. Okay. It's a, it's a, a monthly or bi-monthly show. Sometimes we do it every few weeks. Okay. It's a monthly show out of Rosebank Tavern in Staten Island. Um, that's been going strong for like almost three, three, we're coming up on three years in January. And it's a strong show. I, we, I, I started the show basically for comics that just that want to do a spot where they don't have to bring people out. You yeah. know, I'm going to supply the audience. Wow. I'm giving you a spot deservingly and you, you come down and do it. And we never had a dead show yet. Um, we've had some shows where they were like a little, uh, you know, a little, a little quiet, but we try to pack the place out for the comics. Yeah. I think I see uh, John Marco Cerezi on there and he's fucking hilarious. And so it, it sounds like you're bringing some, some hot comics out there and why not, man, if you're a real, real fucking audience, yeah. who the fuck yeah, would, we, we would come a few out people up? Yeah. I mean, there's some comics like, like Jim Marco, like guys the, where the regular person will n never hear of them yet, but they're going to be, they're going to be big. 
Oh yeah. Oh fuck yeah, dude. I'm retweeting that guy constantly, man. His Twitter feed is fucking off the hook, you know. Yeah. You know, he, John he, it's just he, like John Kushner. Yeah. Once he gets on Twitter, man, he's gonna have to uh just start slaying just uh, like John Marco Cerezi, right? I'm gonna have to go back on Twitter. I'm gonna have to make <laughs> it Is there a way is there a way to make my Facebook posts go directly to Twitter or is it only vice versa? I think there is. Um, but it might you might have to, you know, get some sort of free or supported, meaning like ad supported service or something called Hootsuite. And Hootsuite will allow you to do it, but there's, I think there's a limit on how many you can do per day or per week. So yeah, you're mostly at ad provided service. So. Uh, but I, yeah, I, think, <laughs> I, I don't remember if Hootsuite was free, but it's free. But yeah, like the minute you wanted to go above a certain amount, that's when you would have to pay. So it might not even be ad, but yeah, I think there's a way to, a way to coordinate it. But you know, you're going to have to probably download a separate service or something. It's it's weird that I never got into tw- Twitter. Yeah, I don't know why. why not? Well, some of it's in your, you know, your funny guy, but you know, it might be delivery too. Like we need to see with some of your front facing videos. Are you putting any kind of comedy? You know, a lot of, I think a lot of the shows at, you know, and I'll mention the Instagram is the Kirsch, K-U-R-S-H and the Twitter is the Kirsch comedy. And so are you putting any kind of front facing videos of, uh, of you doing comedy online, like any characters or rants or whatever that we can look forward to online? Yeah. Um, just check my Instagram. Uh, I, Anything video or pictures, mostly video, I throw on Instagram. Um, yeah, I see you playing, you playing a video game here. Yard, there's no, when you have a yard sale and realize there's no fucking way you're selling your old Super Nintendo. You're playing Super Nintendo outside your garage. Is that you or is that somebody else at your yard sale? No, it's me. I was, uh, had a garage <laughs> sale okay. and these scavengers, they come, they come out like at 6 a.m. They're like, you got any video games? I'm like, you're, you're 93. What? What are you doing with video games? They're very into video games. So the first day of the art sale, I had no video games. Okay. The next day, my mother comes with a, with, a, with a fucking bucket of old Super Nintendo games. I'm like, where did you get these? My mom's like, baby John, I've been holding these for 20 years. <laughs> wow. I started going through them. All the games that I had sitting in front of me combined were worth like $3,000. <sighs> Yeah, you're, you're not selling any of those, right? You just couldn't believe started it. playing it? You didn't sell them, did you? I didn't sell the systems. I sold a few games. Okay. I had a game that was worth $130. What the fuck? Yeah. How does so that even happen? Yeah, but I mean, the scavengers at the yard sale are not going to pay that price for it, are they? No, there was a guy that's like, I'll give you $100 for the whole table and the uh, table. I'm like, you're not getting the table. <laughs> I'll tell you that. The table's $39.99 alone. I know that for sure. Uh, these fucking, one, it's so funny. Like, yeah, when you, when one person learns about it, maybe they post it somewhere and then everybody comes out. That's fucked up. Like after uh, they've picked it over, they will post it on Facebook or in some group somewhere for fucking scavengers. That's hilarious. Oh, these, yeah, these guys are nuts. These yard sale freaks. The yard sale freaks. I had my mother-in-law at the yard sale. It was a, it was a, a borough-wide yard sale. So it was, it was out there already. I had my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law says, John, I want to, she's a Spanish woman. I want to come by. I have some things to sell. I'm like, come on over. So she brings like, like buckets and buckets of like linen and like shit you'd only find in Puerto Rico, like on the street. You know what I mean? Like who's selling, who's selling textiles? I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> so, so, so every person that, that grabbed one of her, one of her street um, curtains. So how, how much is this? My, my mother-in-law would be like, for that, 25 cents. People were just digging through. How much for this? 25 cents. I'm like, mom, this is not 1930. Yeah. You can't sell things for 25 cents. And why would you do all that work to fucking, you know, sell it for only 25 cents? I'd either fucking toss it, give it to Goodwill, or just, you know, or, or charge more. Who the fuck yeah. is coming all the way out to your place to fucking, you know, 
Yeah, I didn't care. 25 cents. But yeah, some of these people, you know, they value stuff and they're like, well, I, I really think that somebody could get some good use out of it. So we'll sell it for 25 cents. That's fucking great. Awesome. Like, are your kids old enough to be in the same video games you were or no? Yeah, my son is 16 and my daughter is uh, nine. So my okay. son plays. My son is playing right now. He doesn't stop playing. He's probably PlayStation or whatever. He's not playing the same shit you play, right? No, he did. He, he messed around with it when he was little. But right now he plays... Whatever game involves him having to hide behind a building and Anthony coming to blow up someone. I mean, he's like, behind the building. Like, he's whispering. It's 3 o'clock in the morning to school the next day. Headset It's on. really nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, what, what can we expect? That's my time. When's the next episode popping? And, and it, it's you. And is it Mike? Me and Mike Sicoli. Sicoli. I don't want to say it wrong. Yeah. But, like, so you're discussing everyday topics. And so the next topic, to kind of give us a flavor of what the next, you know, what your show is, what's one of the current events that you're sure to talk about on your next episode? Oh, um, we will we'll probably resume this week. We just had our last episode with Ken Krantz. That was the other day. Okay. It went very long, an hour and a half. Wow. I don't know. I couldn't even – I'm like, what? How long was that? And, and – the next one will probably be sometime this week. We do it on the fly. Okay. Um, you know, we, we make sure we do one a week. We do it on the fly. Uh, we'll probably be talking about up, we got we got a lot of upcoming uh, upcoming gigs. So we'll probably be talking about that stuff mostly. Good. And, and did, um, you, did you both have spots at the uh, the Fifth Borough Comedy Fest? Oh yeah, yeah. No, we did. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I run the thing, so of course. Oh yeah, <laughs> I got the cho- I got the choice slot. That's fucking great. Well, what is the no, choice slot? If you gave it to not. yourself, what would it be? To be honest, not. I, I did not. I let there's uh there's 10 of us that run the festival okay and i don't even touch the lineups oh. i let i let them create the lineups as long as, you're, as long as you're on it so, well, i'm on with the shows that i produce and we yeah. have an understanding we have a lot of meetings throughout the year throughout the last three years these guys are good they, they're getting it they they can run it without me easily probably good um but uh yes the colleague was on the festival uh we had some we had some good shows, man. It's over though, thank God. Oh, good. Boy. Well, now you can fucking unwind and talk about whatever's on the mind, and that's going to be. Um, they can check that out. Your that's my time podcast. That's on Instagram, and that's also you are the Kirsch, of course, on yep. Instagram, but also Twitter. He's gonna start it up. That's, I'm gonna start it up. Yeah, I'm gonna be a big yeah. tweeter. I'm gonna be a big tweeter. <laughs> the yeah. fact that he calls himself a big tweeter just shows how hip he is to the Twitter game. Oh boy, I'm gonna be trending and you know just liking and following. I'm just gonna be all of the Twitter. You know, Such a follower. Things. He's he's running the Fifth Borough Comedy Fest, but he's just a liker and a retweeter. He's gonna be twitting it up. Yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah, that's at the Kirsch Comedy. So John Kirshner, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, thank you for having me, and good luck with the uh, podcast, pal. And maybe we'll meet up in live person. Oh, uh, dude, I can't wait. That's my time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Peace.